I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Livia, and Livia is two-week status post right total knee arthroplasty. During a supine active straight leg raise, the patient is unable to extend the knee fully. Upon examination, the patient can achieve full knee extension passively. Which of the following is the most likely cause of the patient's deficit? So we have A, tightness of the posterior capsule of the knee. B, femoral nerve impairment. C, popliteus muscle spasm, and D is restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility. All right, let's go up to the top of this question. As you see, we got a little bit of musculoskeletal action here. Actually, last week we went over TMJ and we had to figure out the correct pathology. Still had to understand the biomechanics with that one as well. So I'm gonna test you all today. I hope that you're ready. We're gonna break this one up piece by piece. You ready for me? All right, let's knock it out. So Livia is two weeks status post right total knee arthroplasty. All right, so this is one of the major surgeries that you need to know for the MPTE. You need to know it backwards and forwards. What happens, the protocol with it, you got to know this backwards. All right, so we know with a total knee arthroplasty, it tends to be an arthritic condition. That's the reasons why they do this. And they're going to go in there and they're going to change out the knee components, the femoral condyles, the tibial plateaus, even the patella. Backside of the patella could be changed out as well, okay? So here's the thing. It says during a supine active straight leg raise, the patient is unable to extend the knee fully. Let's stop there for a minute. Super important. This is one of the exercises I did all the time, baby. All right. During supine active straight leg raise. So they're supposed to be keeping the knee straight. And all they do is they bring the whole leg into to flexion or the hip, I should say, into flexion. Cool. It says the patient is unable to extend the knee fully. So if you can imagine, the patient goes to lift the leg and the knee is still bent. Okay, already start thinking like, okay, what is going to potentially cause that problem? What could potentially be the issue? Now, I'm going to continue down the question. It says, upon examination, the patient can achieve full knee extension passively. So let's stop there for a minute. So we're able, as physical therapists, we're able to take the knee and pull it into full knee extension passively. So we are able to get full knee extension. What's going through your mind right now? How is that information helpful? Knowing that passively we can achieve full knee extension. However, when the patient's supine and they try to raise the whole leg, then we see that the patient's not able to get full knee extension. 
Let's go down to the question stem. It's the last sentence of the question. It says, which of the following is the most likely cause of the patient's deficit? All right. So for those of you on the podcast, let me go down into these answer choices. We have A, tightness of the posterior capsule of the knee. B, femoral nerve impairment. C, popliteus muscle spasm. And D is restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility. Mouthful. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead into this and start eliminating these answers one by one. A says, tightness of the posterior capsule of the knee. Okay, so talk to me for a minute. Think about the knee really quick. And think about that capsule that lines it. You know, our, our joints have the capsule in order to maintain the synovial fluid on the inside, but it, the capsule is also there for stability, okay? And so when we have tightness of a capsule, it limits Joint range of motion, am I right? Joint mobility. Okay, so what if we have tightness of the posterior capsule of the knee? What type of motion is that going to limit? You should be saying, well, that would limit active and passive knee extension. The posterior capsule, when you go to try to straighten your knee into knee extension, it pulls on that posterior capsule. So if the posterior capsule is tight, I'm not going to be able to get full knee extension. And it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be able to get full knee extension passively or actively. So do we feel that tightness of the posterior capsule of the knee is the reason why this patient's having the problems? The answer to that is no, y'all. Why? Because in the question, it says when the patient is trying to do this supine active straight leg raise, they're unable to extend the knee fully. Yes, that's more an active problem. But it does say, upon examination, the patient can't achieve full knee extension passively. Listen, if this was a posterior capsule problem, I would be limited in knee extension actively and passively. That's not what the question's saying. So I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to A. I want you to know right now, this is a very common type of question. I hope that you're following me through right now. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at B. Some of y'all chose this one. It says femoral nerve impairment. Real quick, what muscle, muscles, I should say, is innervated by the femoral nerve? Any Anybody got some answers for that? So I'm seeing quite a few. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what is one of the major muscle groups? You should be saying the quads. Yeah, your quads, your VMO, your vastus lateralis. Yeah, rectus femoris, absolutely. Uh-huh, all your quads. All four of them. Now, here's the thing. If I have femoral nerve impairment, what is going to happen to my knee extension? You should be saying, well, when I do a straight leg raise, yeah, I'm not going to be able to keep my knee straight because the quads are going to be weak, going to have weak quads. All right. I love that. How about passively, though? If I go to passively extend the knee, will I be able to achieve it fully? Yeah, I will, right? Because it's now the therapist that's doing all of the work to fully extend the knee. So does femoral nerve impairment make sense right now? And I would say, actually, it kind of does. This makes a lot of sense because if a person has weak quads, they're not going to be able to achieve full knee extension actively, but they will be able to achieve it passively. I'm going to circle B for now. This one's looking good. Let's take a look at C, y'all. C says popliteus muscle spasm. All right, if you know about the popliteus, it's on the backside of the knee, but what motion does that 
muscle do? What muscle action is it? Yes, knee flexion. Absolutely, it's cyst with knee flexion. Now, let me ask you, if the popliteus is having a muscle spasm or if it's in muscle spasm, what position is that going to put the knee into? Yes, knee flexion. Absolutely. And so let's go up to the question. Does popliteus muscle spasm fit the clinical picture? The clinical picture says the patient is doing a supine active straight leg raise and they're unable to extend the knee fully. Does it make sense that the popliteus muscle spasm would cause that? Yeah, it kind of makes sense to me. Because if the popliteus is keeping the knee into flexion, we're not going to be able to get full knee extension. That makes sense. Now, hold on. We got to go to the second part of the question. It says, upon examination, the patient can achieve full knee extension passively. Does that fit popliteus muscle spasm? The answer to that is no, it doesn't. And it, wait, wait, wait. Here's the reason why, though. Because if your popliteus is flexing the knee right now, and I go to try to passively extend it, is it going to go into folding extension? No, because the popliteus is fighting you. The popliteus is trying to keep it in an flexion. And so I don't like C as the right answer here. I really feel that the person would be limited in active knee extension and limited in passive knee extension. So I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to C. Let's look at D. D says restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility. All right, let's talk about this one real quick. Inferior patellofemoral glide. What motion does that assist with? Flexion. Yes, absolutely. So when we go into flexion, our patella is supposed to glide inferiorly. I love it. Well, this answer choice says restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility. So if I have restricted patellofemoral mobility, what would that cause? Yeah, so the person would have difficulty getting into knee flexion. Absolutely. So let's go up to the question. The question says, during a supine active straight leg raise, the patient is unable to extend the knee fully. Okay. If a patient had restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility, would the person have difficulty extending the knee? The answer to that is no. The person will have difficulty flexing the knee, not extending it. So already this answer doesn't make sense. Well, let's go to the second part of the question. It says, upon examination, the patient can achieve full knee extension passively. Does that fit with restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility? It doesn't really have anything to do with that. If a person have restricted inferior patellofemoral mobility, that means a person wouldn't be able to go into flexion, y'all. So D, it doesn't even seem like it's really answering the question at all. It doesn't make sense. Leaving us with our best answer of B as in boy, femoral nerve impairment. I want to congratulate y'all who got this question correct. If you didn't, this is a toughie right here. Of course, if you're listening to this just from an auditory perspective, it's even more challenging because you have to start, you know, kind of warping this in your mind and kind of thinking about it from a visual standpoint. But as I recap this question, this is what I really want you to know. I want you to know that total knee arthroplasties are very important for the NPTE. You got to freaking know about this surgery. 
I need you to know that if a patient presents to you and they're doing a supine active straight leg raise into flexion and you see that the patient is unable to extend the knee fully, there may be some reasons why that happens. We need to figure out what reason it is. It could be a muscle. It could be a capsule. It could be pain. There's a bunch of different reasons. It's your goal as a physical therapist to figure out which tissue or which problem is causing this issue. So if your patient does a straight leg raise and you see that they're unable to extend the knee fully actively, but they can extend it fully passively, then I know that this is likely a contractile-related problem. It's more contractile, y'all. It's more of a muscle problem or maybe a tendon problem. However, if the patient is not able to extend it actively and they're not able to extend it passively, now we're starting to think, hmm, this may be more of a joint mobility problem, maybe capsular, could even be pain or something along the lines of that, all right? So consider that, this detail in the question, because it's guiding you to what particular tissue, bone, joint mobility, whatever it is, is actually causing the problem. Tonight's final answer is femoral nerve impairment leading to quad weakness. Congratulations to those of you who got this one correct. If you're a PT student or grad and you are taking the MPTE and you're getting a little confused about what you need to study, it seems like it's three years of freaking information and it's like, man, how am I supposed to know this in a three-month period? How am I supposed to go back over all this stuff and remember this for this big freaking exam in three months or less? If you're in that situation, I want you to first know that it's more than possible that you get exactly what you need to dominate this MPTE, even if you're three months or less. But you have to be effective and efficient with your time and know exactly what to study to raise your score. So if you're in that situation where you're feeling lost, you don't have the structure and direction that you need, I want you to know that we have the solution for you. What I want you to do is I want you to come right on over to my free private Facebook group because every single Monday I'm in there dropping absolute fire and helping students just like you to achieve success on the MPTE. So how do you get there? www.nptegroup.com. And if you haven't already gotten our free muscular skeletal cheat sheets, we got 10 free ones that are out there. It helps you go over tough MSK concepts in less than five minutes. You can't beat it. How do you get there? Go to www.nptecheatsheetswithans.com. So whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Ghana, Overbreak, wherever you're at in podcast land, go to the show notes, click the link in there, and you can get it. Hi, this is Kyle, and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.